Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which I always say is exciting. And it is exciting because we're in February, thank God. I feel like January went on forever and like not to wish my life away. But January and February are such boring months. Nothing happens in them. January in particular. I was in such a good routine and then the last week I've just been like not wanting to be in that routine whatsoever. And I think I find it really tricky to balance my life when I have like, like I don't know how people have a social life and go to the gym and have time for everything. And I also don't know how people do things when it's really rainy and horrible outside. Like it is raining today. My only thing was to go to the gym. Will I go to the gym? No. No, I will not. Will I leave the house today? No. And you know what? I'm weirdly okay with this. But yet if I saw myself doing this, I'd be like, Bella, you need to leave the house. Like, of course you need to do that. But I just, I don't know how people fit everything in. I genuinely don't know how everyone does literally everything. I try to fit it all in and I just can't. And then I end up finishing work late and I'm just like, well, I don't want to go now. I'll just do a workout in my room. Do I want to do that? No. But it's all about swapping things out and doing something is better than nothing. So I'm going to do some yoga because I just feel... I feel a bit like pent up energy, which means I definitely should do some type of workout because I will feel better afterwards. And I think especially when I don't leave the house, like I need to do some form of movement. But it's just January was a bit boring. Like I did lots of nice London things like I did lots of nice things. But my weekends just started to feel quite routine and my life just started to feel very routine. I don't know if it's like at Christmas I was revving to go like have a bit of a holiday and stuff so I had something to look forward to. But then I'm going skiing in two months, which is actually really far away. It's like getting excited for Christmas at the end of September. That's a bit keen really, isn't it? No, end of October. I go at the end of March, which will be so nice. It's, oh, I'm so excited. I'm not very good at skiing in the slightest. I've only ever been twice in my life. But you know, there's no shame in joining a beginner's class. And that is exactly, oh no, apparently I'm intermediate now, even though I've only been skiing for a week, which I think is a bit bold, but I will be surrounded by seven-year-olds. So that will humble me again, but it's fine. All of these kids who learned to ski when they were really young, I'm always so jealous of. Because just to have that skill, to have it and just use it forever, not have to learn, not have to be scared. Because I'm scared of what I'm doing when I'm skiing. Like, I'm scared that I'm going to fall off the edge. Not that I go on anything scary. Like, I actually don't enjoy doing any runs that are scary. I don't know if that just makes me really boring, but I just like blue runs. Like, that to me is enough. I'm not looking for any any anxiety what's I'm not looking to push myself I'm not trying to become the next most professional skier all I want to do is go down a a hill that I can go quite fast down but that's not dangerous that's all I need from a slope I don't need anything more the simple pleasures and so I'm looking forward to that but that's very very far away in terms of how this week has been guys Actually, I was going to say I've done nothing. I've done quite a lot this week, but it's just kind of been quite spread out. And I feel like I've spent quite a lot of time on my own this week because of just how everything's fallen together, which isn't necessarily like a bad thing, but it can feel a little bit lonely at times. Like, especially on days like today where I've literally been on my own since I woke up. And I mean, I've spoken to people and I've called my boyfriend and my mum and things like that. So it's never like total isolation, but I find myself just scrolling more, which I looked at my like vision board of things I was meant to achieve by now and 
I haven't really achieved any of the things I was meant to have done. And that's okay, we're not getting demoralised, it's only the sixth week of the year. But honestly, the transition, now I have a job from going from student to have working like full time, I just feel like I have no time to do anything anymore. When I do have time, I'm just so used to relaxing in the evenings and I think I waste a lot of time just on my phone and stuff, which is not what I'm meant to be doing. But I think the hardest thing as well that I found recently is that when I work from home, when I don't see anyone, like right now I just feel really tired and I don't feel like very energized or very much like I wanna do anything. I just feel quite like flat with everything. And I think it's the combination of like the constant darkness, there's no sunshine, there's no one, like there's, there's nothing and it's just miserable. Like it's just winter is miserable. It's so not ideal, but I'm also leaning into this being a period of hibernation because I think it's really easy to push yourself into trying to do everything all of the time when you have to realise that there's going to be like dips and there's going to be troughs and there's going to be peaks you're going to have differences in your energy levels, not just with like your period and your menstrual cycle, but also with your year. Like winter is a period for being calmer, for being slower. And I wonder if maybe I've been trying to push myself to do too much. I've not been recognising that this is a period of more stillness and that that's okay. And so when I am feeling like this, when I am feeling just a bit flat and like, I don't really know what I'm doing and I don't know what I want to do. I try and lean into the thought that it's okay that it's okay that I don't know what I'm doing, that it's okay that I don't really have a plan, that it's okay that I just feel a bit out of sorts because it will pass. Because right now I'm just trying to get back on track and that is okay. And it's also recognising what your on track looks like. It's recognising that you don't have to always go to the gym four times a week. You don't always have to go like and do all of your walks. You're just trying as best you can. And there's going to be days where you fail and there's going to be days where you do it. And it's these slow incremental changes that will add up to make a big difference. And I think that's what's really important to recognise. Recognize. And I think about it now and it's like, oh, I don't really want to go outside and I don't want to go to the gym because it's dark and it's cold and it's wet and it's lonely. And that's okay. I don't have to go. And I think there's a really fine line between being very diligent and strict with yourself when also recognising you're only human, you're not here for that long and it's important that you are doing okay. It's important that you're okay, it's important that you're coping, it's important that you're managing. And I'm recognising that I've had quite a busy week, like two weeks. My mum came to stay at the weekend and we had such a lovely time. We went out for dinner and she came up with my friends. We went on like a pub crawl. We did loads of things. But it's been like, this will be the first weekend in like two weekends where I haven't had someone to stay with me. And having people back to back stay with you is lovely, but it is a bit tiring as well because it's like having to be sociable all of the time. It's like my mum and my boyfriend, so it's not hard social. Do you know what I mean? It's not like difficult, but it is also just having people around you. Having that need to constantly be there is a little bit draining. Like I'm starting to realise maybe I am a bit more of an introvert than I think I am. Maybe I'm more introverted than extroverted. Like Maybe that is who I am. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a thing that I'm shocked at either. I think it's something that I've always known because I actually could very happily entertain myself for a couple of days, but I could only do it if I didn't have social media. Otherwise, I'd just waste it looking at other people's lives and I don't know why I do it. I really don't know why I waste so much time on it. There's literally no reason or excuse and it makes zero sense and I don't have, I don't have an explanation. All I have is that I think I get... Like, my brain just gets so bored and I think I am just a bit addicted. 
but it's so easy to get addicted because the videos are so entertaining and sometimes I just get so bored watching an entire TV video which is terrible. It's shocking that I can't watch a single episode of something on my own because I just get really bored. But again, then it's leaning into this. I am just really tired at the moment and I don't know why I'm so tired. And I think it's got something to do with going, like having such a busy time of it. And that's okay. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Knowing when you should be pushing yourself and when actually, you know what, you're at capacity. And if you don't calm down, you're going to be burning the light at both ends and you're going to just burn out. And I think that's the thing of realising I'm trying not to burn myself out anymore. I've worked really hard this week. I think I've already clocked like 35 hours or something. Like I've done a lot this week and it's trying to recognise that that's, I don't need to always be, always, always, always push myself until I can't go any further. That it's okay to have moments where you're just relaxed and it's okay to have moments where you feel a little bit stiller. And that is all okay. I think that's what I've been realising this week. I really have been hibernating and I do feel bored about it. But I think it's really important to be bored. Because I think when I think about the podcast and the goals that I have for it, although I have set high goals, I haven't given myself a chance to work on them. I haven't given myself any moments to actually try these things out and try something else. And I think that's really tricky because that is the thing that I need to be doing. That's the thing I need to be working hard at and spending my free time doing and I'm just not doing it. But anyway, we're not talking about my goals and aspirations. We are talking this week about staying happy and about preserving your positivity because it's something that I feel like I have a breakthrough through yesterday. Like I had a bit of a breakthrough about it. And it's something that I always come back to and I think it's so important to share. The thing about happiness is, is that like I don't feel it all the time. I'm not some superhuman positive person and I feel like sometimes maybe my TikToks and everything seem really happy and I am happy a lot of the time. I am. But realising how much your period and your menstrual cycle interact with your happiness levels is mind-blowing because I'm on the coil. Like, I didn't think I really had a menstrual cycle or didn't realise how any of it worked. I still don't really know how it worked. We'll do an episode on periods soon. But realizing how interactive they were with my happiness and realizing the days beforehand I feel really anxious the days of I'm quite grumpy and irritable the days afterwards I'm really confident and chatty and bubbly and realizing the cycle of these moods is consistent and so the things that are going on if I'm feeling those things but it doesn't really feel like there's a right thing going on then it's probably to do with that but there are also moments where I feel down and it's to do with things that are going on and I just found it really hard to get out of those moments when I am feeling really anxious and when I am feeling really down I find it really tricky to pull myself out of it and I know all of the right things I'm meant to do I know I'm meant to journal and go to the gym and talk to people and do all of these things but in some way I feel like it's easier to protect yourself from the get-go it's easier to correct your mindset that when you're going into a situation that could potentially make you upset then you're able to acknowledge what you want to do with that situation and protect yourself from it and come out of it less kind of destroyed than when you went in, like less destroyed than what you could have come out of it with. Because the thing I've realised is that I let other people dictate my happiness sometimes and that is not okay. Because the thing is, the thing that I fundamentally want you to take from this podcast episode is that no one can take your happiness Because your happiness is your own thing. And I don't want anyone to take it away from you. And I want you to protect that and preserve that with so much of your being. 
because no one can take it away from you. It's your happiness. They are your emotions. And I'm not saying that people's cannot impact that. Like, I'm not saying that people's actions don't have any impact. They have a massive impact. But what you need to realise is that you can choose whether or not you let it impact you. When people do nasty things and when people shout at you, when people are mean to you, you can choose whether that affects you. And it does take a while and it takes a lot of learning. And I'm such an emotional person. I'm so easily offended and I let people get under my skin but this thing is they don't have to and I realized this yesterday when something happened and I was just like you know what I'm not gonna let you make me feel sad if I don't want to feel sad about this I don't have to I can accept what you're saying and I can respect what you're saying and I can agree or disagree I can feel any type of way but you're you don't have to have an impact on me I'm able to exist the same as I was before, you've just told me your opinion about something, you've told me how you don't like the way I've done something and that's okay because you can respect someone's opinion and you can make change without letting that affect you because you have to realise that it's more to do with them than it is to do with you, all of these things that they want you to change, all of these things that they don't like, all these things that they've done that are making you miserable, more often than not this is a thousand percent to do with them and nothing to do with you because people are so focused on themselves that they don't think about how it's going to impact another person. And if they do want you to make changes, and if they do want you to change the way you're acting, and if you do have to do that, then you don't have to let it take your joy. And I'm not saying be really arrogant and don't accept when you've made wrong. Like, that's not what I mean. I don't mean in those situations where you have messed up. I mean in situations where people are just being nasty to you, where bad things are happening to you for no reason, but you don't have to let it take over your life. And I've realised this in big moments where I've had arguments with people and they've just done things that are just really shitty. They've done things to me and I'm just like, okay, great. Anyway, those moments where people do things to you, you have to realise that you're okay before it and you will be okay after it. You can still hold your head up high and you can let that have no impact on your joy whatsoever. And I think this is a really important thing to take into every single thing that you do because you are going to meet nasty people. You are going to meet people who don't want you to do well, who are going to talk about you behind their back, who are going to be cruel to you, who are going to make you miserable. But you have to realise your joy comes from within you. You are what make you happy. Not everyone around you. They bring you joy and they can make you happy and they can make you smile. But you have to be happy in yourself as well. Because when you find that happiness from yourself and from within and from the things you can do, You're not reliant on the things around you and so everything is just a bonus. And then when someone starts to upset you, you can just see that for quite a subjective thing, quite a thing that's not totally related to you, quite a thing that doesn't have to ruin everything you've stood for and everything you are. Because I really used to let other people's opinion of me and like used to feel that getting shouted at was the worst possible thing. Someone being angry at me was the worst possible thing. It made me so anxious. I hated it. And I still hate it when people are cross at me. But I need to realise that it's okay for people to be cross at me. That doesn't mean that I can't be happy. It doesn't mean that I can't be okay. It doesn't mean that the world is ending. Because these things are important to care about. But you also have to realise you can't let them take everything. Because if you let other people's emotions and other people's thoughts and other people's opinions of you rule more than yourself or more than your own opinion of you, then you're going to be miserable. Because there's always going to be someone that doesn't like you. There's always going to be someone who doesn't like the way you've done something or wants you to change something, and that's okay. 
People are allowed to have their opinions, but you don't have to take it on board. And I think this is what I've wanted you to realise is that you are your own entity. You are your own thing removed from everyone around you. And so their actions, although they feel like they're against you, they don't have to be. You can just realise that you're on your own. That you're doing okay. That you can carry on doing the things that make you happy. You can carry on doing the things that make you smile. That you can remove that negativity from your life. That you don't have to hang out anymore. That you can do anything you want to do. Because this joy comes from you. Because you are yourself okay. And I think realising that I myself was okay. Realising that no matter what happens, I, me, will be okay because I take the time to look after myself. I take the time to make myself happy. I take the time to make myself rest and recuperate and do everything that I want to do. Realising those things was such an important breakthrough because then you're not as scared. You're not as scared about people saying things to you or all about falling out or all about establishing your boundaries. You're not as frightened because you know worse comes to worse, you're going to be okay. Because you're always okay. You've always been okay. And I want you to realise this now. Because there are going to be people who want you to be miserable. And it's awful to say it, but there are some nasty people in the world. And they're so hateful. And they're going to want to dim your light. And they're going to want to stop making you joyful. And they're going to have an opinion on everything. They're going to try and tear you down. But the thing is, you're you. And you're happy because you're you. And you're happy because you make yourself happy. And as soon as you realise that this is all just a bit of a game, there's no point being miserable about people you don't even know. I think this is so awful when people comment things on my TikTok. And I'm just like, why do you care? You don't even know me. Why are you spreading such like nasty things you don't know me? And it doesn't bother me because they don't know me. I know me and the people I love care about me and love me and tell me like nice things and that's all that matters. But ultimately, I know me. And I think that's the fundamental thing that matters. Is that as long as you make yourself happy, you can survive pretty much anything. And you can get through pretty much anything. And I don't want to come out of this in it sounding like I think you don't need anyone. I think we're humans, we, we thrive on connection. But what I don't want you to do is give other people the power to take away your joy. Because your happiness and your smile and your appreciation of the world, that should remain a constant if it can. Because that can't be taken away by anyone because it comes from something within you. It doesn't come from the things around you, they just boost it. And I just wish I'd realised this sooner. I wish I'd realised that this joy, this sparkle, this like happy and feeling good came from me. And no matter what anyone does to me, no matter what happens anywhere, on a night out, at work, anything you can still be happy and you can still feel happy. It doesn't have to affect you emotionally. It can just be a thing and you can just change it to fix it and it doesn't have to be so intricately wound with your self-worth and how good you think you are and how much you're growing. It doesn't have to be intertwined with that. It can just be as simple as you're changing this to fix this thing and that's it, done and dusted. And I just wish I'd realised this sooner because I've wasted so much of my time feeling miserable about things and actions or people not liking me or things out of my control when I should have just realised that none of it matters because I can still be happy with or without it. I can still live a good life. I can still smile and carry on with my day. And realising you have the power over that, realising that it's all to do with you because it is your brain and your emotions is the most freeing thought. 
But anyway, on to the question part for this week's podcast. So on to the question part of this week's podcast, and I think I might have slightly overdone it. I think I might have done too many things today, and I'm just so tired. I woke up, I'm going to quickly do a minor debrief. I woke up, I did a 10k run, people. 10k, and I was trying hard because... Basically, I used to be quite good at running. Now I'm quite shit at running and I want to be good at running again. And so I tried quite hard. Then I met my dad for coffee and I thought we were going to just go at Liverpool Street. Anyway, we ended up going somewhere in Bethnal Green. So I walked from Liverpool Street to Bethnal Green. Then I had to walk to Sainsbury's because I just... All I needed was oat milk. Did I only buy oat milk? No. No, of course I didn't only buy oat milk. Then I went to... Realised my vintage parcel was at the other end of Bethnal Green. So I had to walk all the way back to Bethnal Green and then go to the post office. And all in all... It totaled about a three hour long walk and I had not mentally prepped for a three hour long walk with shopping and parcels and my entire gym kit. But it's okay. It's okay. We move, we learn. I am learning to embrace these things. We're learning to embrace the things that were unexpected, like that fuck off walk. But it was nice. I feel like I'm trying to do more things. And so that was definitely me doing more things. But anyway, on to the question part for this week's podcast. And here we go. It's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of questions this time. I've realised I need to put the question box out earlier because I don't give anyone time to... I literally put it up 10 minutes before I record and I'm like, nobody's responded, no one likes the podcast. And then I check back a day later and I'm like, there's so many more. So let's do... Let's start. How do you do long distance relationships without overthinking? Hmm... You just got to take each day as it comes. I think if I'd have, one, me and my boyfriend started dating, if I had seriously have thought about the fact that we'd be doing it for four years, I'd have thrown up and I wouldn't have done it. But I didn't know we were doing it for four years. In my head, we were only doing it for two. And even that, I didn't really think about. I think it does help that we both lived at home. Like we both lived, had the same hometown. So when we both came back, we both came back to the same place. So there was that commonality there. But I think the best thing about long distance relationships is that, not the best thing, but the way it will work is like, you cannot do more than just your day to day and always have it in your head when you're next going to see them. Like for me, I know me and my boyfriend are currently seeing each other like once a month for a weekend. It's not ideal, but it's just the current situation. So for me, the best way to do long distance is to really not try and overly complicate it and make sure that you keep very busy. Find a life for yourself outside of it. But also you've just got to take each day as it comes because I think about all the different periods of my life that I've had this long distance relationship when I was living in Leeds, my undergrad. Like that's how long we've been together. Leeds, my undergrad. Then when I was living back home in Scarborough and then when I moved to London for the first year and now London for the second year. And it's just all of these periods of time. I would never have been able to do them if I hadn't have known that it was going to come to an end. So I think the best way to do it without overthinking is just keeping yourself really busy and trying to call as much as you can, even if it's just for 10 minutes. Because sometimes when we haven't called, I think that's when it's really easy to kind of lose that connection, that touch, like conversation. And so calling each other as much as you can, and it doesn't have to be a massive phone call. It can just be just a catch up is really important. I think the best way to overthink it, to not overthink it, is just take each day as it comes. Really don't try and plan the future because the plan you make for your guys' future together probably isn't going to happen. You can only make these plans like with short notice, you know, you can't plan for three years ahead. You don't know what you're going to be doing. Our plans change so many times. And I think letting go of that need to plan, letting go of understanding how it's going to come together and just trusting that it will come together is really important. Hmm. Advice on ending a friendship. Oh, 
that's tricky because I don't think I'm very good at it. But I think, oh, I don't know how to give good advice for it. I just know how to tell you what I would do. And I don't know if that's good advice. I'm just going to tell you what I would do. And I don't know if this is good advice. I don't know. It depends why you're ending the friendship. I think that changes a lot of things. If they're a nasty person, then ending a friendship is important because it's making you feel drained and upset and miserable. And I don't know whether you want to fight for the friendship, in which case I would have an argument and like explain, not an argument, I would explain what had happened if you want to keep the friendship. But sometimes if you don't want to keep the friendship, you don't need to have this massive dramatic conversation personally like if it was me if I didn't want to keep the friendship and I was just like this isn't worth it I would very way rather like just protect my peace and move on and just let it go I think that's that I'm very unconfrontational like I'm not a confrontational person and I will only argue with you if a we've massively fallen out or b I want to keep the friendship and so if you're not that bothered just let it go Because often ending a friendship isn't this massive moment. It's often like a gradual process that happens over time. And I think the thing about friendship as well is so much of it is the people that you're surrounded by. I think long distance friendships are hard to keep up. And some people are good at it. Some people are bad at it. And I think that's one of the things you realise getting up is that so many of the friendships that you have are situational friendships. And they're great for that period of time. And then everything changes. And that's okay. It's allowed to change. Your life is allowed to change. Okay, next question. How do I deal with the fact that my ex is getting over me faster than I'm getting over them? Hmm. I think you realise that your emotions and your own feelings are your entire own. So you can't really judge how fast someone's going to get over something. And I don't think them getting over it faster means that you mattered less to them or that they value the relationship any less. It can entirely be on just like mindset. Maybe they're not getting over you. Maybe they just need to distract themselves. And the only way they're going to get over you is if they can get with someone else. Like, you don't know that they are getting over you. Just know they're meeting new people. And also, it's not a competition. You don't have to move on before they do. They don't have to move on before you do. It's it's not... You can't compare. Because your experience of the breakup was different. And how you felt after the breakup is different. Because your lives are different, the way you think about things is different, the way you experience the world is different. And so this experience will affect you differently. And so there's no point comparing yourself because it has no meaning. How they feel about you now doesn't matter because you have broken up. And I think you have to realise that. I think a lot of the pain after breakup comes from thinking that you guys, like they still owe you something. And it's really hard to know. Like I don't know if this is just my thoughts on it. You're allowed to disagree. I, like, once you guys have broken up, you have broken up. You've broken up. You're not together anymore. And so, like, as shitty as it is, and it is not nice when people you love, like, move on, they start getting with other people. They're not, like, it's okay. They're not with you anymore. They're not breaking any kind of, like, moral code type thing. Because some people do get with other people to get over someone, you know, like, to distract someone themselves. And I think, like... It's not ideal and it does make you feel a bit shit, but it is a, it's not the, like, it's not morally. I can't explain it because I know it's not right or wrong anyway. It's not like a law, but like they're not cheating on you because you guys have broken up. And so this is why I just think, just don't even think that your healing journey and you has anything to do with their actions anymore because you guys aren't together and you need to see that separarity isn't a word. Separation. 
You need to see that now because if you carry on comparing yourself to them and you carry on thinking that their actions are intertwined with yours and it is hard because your guy's actions were intertwined for so long but the thing is you're not anymore and that's okay and you need to get used to seeing yourself as this single individual person so that you can actually heal because if you carry on comparing yourself you're just going to be miserable and it makes the journey of healing so much harder okay final question do you believe in right person wrong time you know what i think it must be the most you know what i do I think sometimes things just don't work out. And I think sometimes you have to prioritise the situation that you want to have over the relationship that you have. And I think the way I've kind of combated that is going long distance and saying that this is the right person, but it's the wrong time for us to be together, like in the same place. And so if we want to be together in the same place, we're going to have to go long distance. And if we don't, then we're just going to have to break up. Because I understood that this relationship that I had wasn't, like it was meaningful to me, but I also knew I needed to do these things, otherwise I'd constantly live with regrets. And so I think right person, wrong time is a thing, but I also think you decide what makes it the wrong time. And I think there are ways around it sometimes. You have to accept a different type of relationship. You have to accept a relationship where you're not going to see each other as often. And some people don't want that and that's fine. You don't have to want that. But I think I just have the mindset of like, there's so many people in this world and if I happen to come across people that I really love and I think are really great, I'm holding on to them. I am holding on to them tightly because I want them in my life and I'll have them in my life in whatever capacity will work for that moment. Like right now, me and my best friend haven't seen each other for two months, three months and we don't text every day and we don't call that often but I know she's always there and I think I know with my brain having those kind of like low effort friendships is important. I saw one of your guys' questions was like, how do you deal with having ADHD in a social life? And I think it's creating friendships where there's that understanding that you're not, you don't have to talk all the time. Just because you don't message all the time doesn't mean they're not there and they don't love you. And it doesn't mean you're not going to have a great time when you see them. It just means that they understand your brain is, works differently and you can't do everything all at once. And you might take ages to reply and all of this is okay. All of this is okay. And that's, I think, what I've been realising, having ADHD and working out a routine that works for me. It's also taking myself away and not always agreeing to plans. And I think the biggest thing has been when someone offers me to do something, saying, let me just check my diary and I'll get back to you. And it just gives me a moment to breathe and think about everything because I'm so quick to say yes to everything that I can often agree to plans that I don't actually want to do or have capacity for. And so I think that's been a really helpful thing. But anyway, back to the original question of right person, wrong time. I do. And I think it's really tricky and I think it's really hard. But I also think you can have that relationship. It's just going to be in a different format than you expected. And that's not always what you want. And that's okay. You don't have to want it. And not wanting that is a valid answer. But I think I always think there's a workaround. But I think that's just the way that my brain works. I'm very happy with having a workaround because I want the people I love in my life. And I like having them here. But onto the question, no, onto the new things I've done this week. I've recorded that three times and I keep thinking it's the question part. We've just done that. New things I have done this week. (laughs) 
oh, onto the new things I've done this week and this week we have. I've gone on a long run. I'm becoming a runner again. She's leaving the house. We're trying it for my mental health to feel happy and it's working. I felt great. I had this brainwave thing that you should not make any major life decision unless you are happy making it after you have gone for a run. And it's my new motto. Or after you've done some form of movement, because so often my decisions are impulse reactions when I'm not feeling mega okay. And I've realised this about myself, but other new things I've done this week. I have made, my housemate, Maisie, makes the most incredible food. And she taught me how to make this noodle salad. Mm, It's delicious. You chop up just like standard salad veg. And then you add the miso, not miso, the buckwheat noodles, really nice. You can get them in Sainsbury's. And then you create this dressing and it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. I've been meeting a lot of that. I went to Cambridge. I've seen my mum for dinner last night and I met my dad for coffee this morning. I've done like lots of things like that. I've also started a new book called Cleopatra and Frankenstein. I thought it was an arts book and I don't know why. I don't know where I've created this from. It's not an arts book, but it is really good. It's like a rom-com thing. I'm enjoying it. I'm only like three chapters in at the moment, but I feel like I'm going to read it very, very quickly. I've started rewatching New Girl because my house are watching it. I love it. It's great. It's so funny. Definitely a big fan. The next thing I have been watching, Dairy Girls. I love that show so much and I'm only on the second season. Would definitely recommend watching that as well. I've also been really into climbing documentaries now. I can't explain it because I hate heights, But I'm really invested because I just don't understand how anyone could like them. And so I've been really enjoying doing that. But guys, other than that, it's Saturday. I'm about to record a load of content and then I'm going to go to the pub. And I'm going to go out for dinner tonight. We're going to a Venezuelan restaurant. And I'm very, very excited. But I can't wait to speak to you next week. Thank you for following me and listening to the podcast. It means so much. And I'm going to start doing merch. But I wasn't meant to tell you this. Actually, maybe I should keep it as a secret. Whoops, I'm so bad at secret. Okay, you know now you know it's happening but you don't know what yet and I can't wait to launch this whole new thing with you but anyway I love you loads thank you for listening and following me make sure you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got mail and school pod and I'll speak to you again next week I love you bye